Fast snacks, fast food, fast reviews. Snack Masters Inc., a podcast served to you in 30 minutes or less. Snack Masters Incorporated. Snack Masters. Snack Masters. You'll be snacking with the Snack Masters. Snack Masters. Hello and thank you for joining us on Snackmasters. I am your host, Tim Dooner, here with the pride of Idaho, MSG. Hello. See, I got it right this time, right? You did. Actually, That's I'm proud of you. Third time's a charm. But I have a question for you. It's November 3rd today. I walk downstairs and what do I hear but White Christmas streaming from Pandora. So my question to you, Marty... <laughs> Is when is it okay to start playing Christmas music? Is it fair game? Like when November 1st, we're on? You know, that, that's tough for me. I, I don't normally enjoy listening to Christmas music. I know it's it's there. It's good to get you prepped for the season, all that stuff. But uh, if I was to pick a, a start time where I feel okay, I, I got to go with the day after Thanksgiving. I mean, that's kind of when the official season starts, the shopping, you know, the, the weather. So when, when do you guys go get your tree? Because we go the weekend after Thanksgiving. It's a tradition. Uh, it's been with my parents, and now it is with my wife and with my kids. So we go and pick out a tree that Saturday or that Sunday, depending on how hectic the Thanksgiving holidays are and if we're traveling to one parent's house or the other. What do you guys do? Well, it, it's funny because I overheard my wife talking to my son this morning, and she said, out of the blue, you know, we ought to set up our tree early this year. We pull our Christmas tree out from the rafters in the garage, usually the day after Thanksgiving. We take the day and, and set it all up, so. Oh, no. Are you, don't even say it. Are you going to say you have a fake tree? Um, and that's what I'm saying. That is exactly what I'm saying. Marty, Marty, Marty. First it was the Oreos that you put back. Then it was not putting out candy on Halloween. And now it's a fake Christmas tree. What else, What other secrets... Should you uh, should you be forthright about, or is every episode something new going to come out that's going to crush my spirit? Yes, we do have a fake tree. We've had it for about ten years. I've restrung lights on it as they burned out because it came with lights. So yeah, I do. I I assemble a Christmas tree every year, even though all around there's there's opportunity to go get one. I could cut one for free. I don't do that. Is there an environmental reason behind this, or? <laughs> Are you just lazy? I don't know. Like, what is it? You like putting trees together? You a puzzle guy? What was your logic? Like, when you committed to being a fake tree man, how did that happen? Uh, You know, I think my wife, I think she just saw a tree that really looked good to her and decided, you know, we don't want to go through the ups and downs of ugly tree, good tree. We don't want to go out and buy one or haul it every year. So I just went with it. I I had no dog in the fight. I'm down the middle with it. Uh, She chose the tree. And to tell you the truth, it's it's looking a little bit haggard lately. The last couple years, I've seen some decline. We've talked about maybe going and purchasing another one, but I think we're, we're just a fake tree family. Do they become obsolete? Is it like an iPhone after a few years, you got to go and re- replace it for the, the fake tree X and wait in line? Or uh, you want to impress your other fake tree friends? Is there a community behind all of this? No, there's, there's no automatic update for the fake tree. We're one of the only people I know around here that use the fake tree. Uh, I don't talk about it a lot with people just to, you know, avoid the shame. 
Well, very brave of you to bring it up on this podcast then and, and reveal to the world that you're a fake tree man. I'm out in the open now. What do I say? One last question on this, and I, I won't keep trolling you and, and harping on this with you, but what is the typical lifespan of a fake tree? Is it 10 years, you're saying? Where do you get a fake tree, Sears? Uh, Costco. We, we bought one at uh, Costco. Costco, okay. <laughs> is it next to the coffins? No, no, it's, it's in the seasonal display. Well, you know, Marty, I ask you that because you're dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> I, I deserve that. I deserve that. <laughs> Marty, what are you snacking on? The chicken in a biscuit. Now tell me why. So I I just remember as a kid eating these all the time, and they were like a a treat to me. We didn't get them very often, but it was kind of a forgotten part of my past. Stumbled on them a couple years ago. My son was just in love with them. So since then, it's kind of just a shared snack that we get every once in a while. I love them. Man, it's funny because I said I was eating some at work one day, and, and somebody actually called me out on it and said, what are you, five years old? Now, on the box here, there's a, there's a cartoon chicken. Maybe that's why the youth thing is pushed through. You know, the marketing on here. It says, Flavor Originals, Chicken in a Biscuit. Biscuit is spelled B-I-S-K-I-T. Original baked snack crackers. I splayed these out, and you got a fairly generous portion. You got 12 crackers for the serving. It's 160 calories. So I'm going to eat one of these right now and see if this tastes like I remembered in my youth. Sounds good. Even though it's been a few years since I had one of these, the flavor's still there. It almost reminds me of like a powdered chicken broth that they've sprayed on top of these and it's salty there's a good crunch to the cracker but as you alluded to i think they did change the formula unless i'm remembering completely differently well what do you think yeah so i ate two of them the first one i licked the powder off it it tasted exactly the same i like it it's tart it's tangy i'm a big fan of vinegar salt and vinegar chips this hits the button for me and i noticed that these had a bit of crunchability to them so i went over to the crunch consultant my dog that i keep on staff she's a doberdor which is a doberman lab mix we got her from a rescue and i mean that's what we gather that's the best we can gather from how she looks we haven't sent her out for like dna testing or anything ridiculous like that not that extreme but you know how when you have a pet you just make things up and that's what we made up that's her backstory i let her have it she was a little trepidatious on eating that because i think the um the salt and maybe this chicken powder on here i don't know if it's bullion or whatever the heck it is because she was trepidatious she didn't give it a real crunch so real quick i'm just gonna bite one of these into the microphone so our listeners can hear that these do have some crunch factor to them there's some crunchability here let me do it yeah i mean that's solid right that's pretty solid yeah, definitely hear it, yeah. These are made by Nabisco again. Are they the Mondelez? Yeah, they're the Mondelez company, so they make the Oreos too. Do you think that they'll make a chicken in a biscuit Oreo? <laughs> Interesting. I uh, never thought of it, but with the way they've been going, I don't see why they couldn't. These have been out of my life for far too long. I don't know why. Maybe there's a stigma attached to them, like you said. Maybe you don't want to be seen in public carrying a box of these. It's just there's some shame involved in chicken and a biscuit. It's the kind of thing that you want to eat behind closed doors with the curtains down. But I'm going to be out in the open about it because these are good, man. And you don't need a topping for them. You don't need a dip. You don't need some cheese. So it's economical. I think this was like three sixty nine for the box. You know, in these times, these economic times, man. Jesus Christ, dude, as a cracker. I mean, they're a bit salty, so I wouldn't have them all the time. But I think they're an eight. I really do. And an eight to me is a is a repeat buy. Okay, so I'm going to go with a with a 10 on these. They are a staple in my house, something that if we don't have, my son will mention it. If we go too long without them, I'll miss them. I really can't pass up the cracker aisle without grabbing a box of these or at least thinking about if I have some at home. I got to go with a 10. These are the standard for me, top of the line. 
We got some great feedback. That was actually my sister. She said that, I like that you're doing the healthy snacks, but you should tie it into the snack you're reviewing. There isn't a healthy chicken Nabisco, so I tried to find the next best alternative. It's also this cracker by Nabisco called Good Thins, the beet one. And the flavor was balsamic vinegar and sea salt. So in my mind, that seems close enough to chicken in a biscuit, but I gave it a shot. The difference now, just looking at these labels to see healthy versus unhealthy is, well, here you don't have any artificial colors, no artificial flavors, no cholesterol, no partially hydrogenated oils, no high fructose corn syrup. You get a lot of pieces too. You get 23 pieces and we'll have the picture up on Instagram where we put out the serving sizes and you can see the difference. With the chicken and the biscuits, you got 12 crackers. To be fair, those crackers are a bit hardier than these ones, but you get 23 of these. So there's some snackability here. 160 calories on these chicken and biscuits, 130 calories on the good thins, half the fat, four grams of fat in the, uh, in the good thins. So let's see how they taste though, because none of that matters if this isn't good, right? That would actually be a good diet, a, a disgusting cracker. <laughs> Let's see if these make the cut, or if they just taste like diet food. Hmm. There's some crunch factor there. You heard that, right? There was a little bit of crunchability going on. I hear it. Oh, no. This is taking a turn for the worse, though. When you first crunch them, it feels good, but then it starts turning into this really dry... I don't know if this makes sense, but it's dissolving, but turning into, like, a dry, mealy substance, too. It's sucking all the the water out of my mouth. And I'm looking at the ingredients. We got potato flour, beet flour, and cornstarch. It must be cornstarch because that, I mean, that's what you use to suck water out of things or to thicken things. And this is thickening the mucus in my mouth. So I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of beets to begin with, but I figured when you turn this into a, a chip, I was going to give it a shot. I'm not anti-beets. They're just something like I never make. I wouldn't make. I actually used to be in one of those farmer co-ops at my kid's daycare and I had to leave it because they would give us too many goddamn beets, you know, and they would go bad. I think I'm going to donate these to the food pantry. The seasoning is good. I can give it that. Maybe I'll, I'll lick the seasoning off first. These are a 2 out of 10. I wouldn't buy them again. I do not recommend them. You know what? You're going to have to stick with the chicken in a biscuit. If you need a replacement, this is not the methadone to your chicken in a biscuit fix, Marty. Fair enough. I will continue to avoid them. What I picked up here is something I haven't tried before. This is uh What you got? What you been stacking on? Well, they're called, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Takis Fuego, hot chili pepper and lime tortilla chip. So here we go. Marty, I've heard rumors about these. I, I've heard people mention them and talk about them. So I knew you were doing these today, too. And one of, while well, I was making my grocery trip, I went looking for them. I couldn't find them anywhere. I don't know what aisle they're in, but I checked the ethnic food aisle. I checked the Mexican food aisle. I checked the tortilla chip aisle, the organic one, the regular chip aisle, and the cracker aisle. I couldn't find them. We have a friend online who espouses the, the value of them. Shout out to Snark. I'm curious to see what your Idahoan palette <laughs> what you get off of these okay well these are plain round tortilla chip that's been rolled into a tight cylinder which is apparently i guess good work if you can find it but uh they're they're then generously sprayed with some sort of seasoning they're beet red uh, much like cheetos your, your fingers are going to be discolored after eating these things there's no two ways around it what aisle did you find these in i actually found them in the uh the mexican food aisle at, at walmart Okay, so it says they're, they're extreme pepper scale. There's a little pepper scale at the bottom that goes up to four bars here, and these are apparently the hottest ones they have to offer. So just like the other ones, there's, a, there's an immediate, you know, they're very crunchy, but there's immediate really strong lime flavor. I was unaware up until now that that was a, a staple in the Mexican diet, but uh, really, really strong. The heat kind of hits you at the end, but not real strong. That being said, they're not, they're not a bad snack. I don't, I don't hate them. I'd, I'd try them again but they didn't really live up to the hype for you. What is it similar to? 
It'd be like a Frito-Lay or just a, you know, standard tortilla chip. The round ones, I think they're probably the same exact thing as that, as far as the chip goes. They're actually almost like a, almost like a straw. You can see through either end. You could, you could slurp up some Corona with it because of the straw shape. Would you like sip salsa through it? (laughs) What, like, with a tortilla chip, you can think of a number of things, but I, I guess we've all been normalized to tortilla chips. What would you do with a tacky? Or do you just not know yet because they're so new to you? You're, you're kind of confused. I would almost think you could dip them in some sort of uh, queso, the, the uh, cheese dip, something like that. And on the heat scale, you said there was like a pepper warning on there. Just to, to put some context to it, are you a heat guy or are you, you know, typical white boy from Idaho <laughs> who, uh, you know, you have potato taste? And I don't say that as an insult, but, you know, potatoes are pretty bland, right? What do you do? You put some... I love potatoes. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong at all, dude. I love potatoes. But I imagine that there's not a lot of Mexican restaurants in Idaho. So I'm curious to to, to hear the heat that you can take. Well, again, there, there are quite a few, you know, Mexican restaurants. Where? <laughs> uh, they're all over, man. You, you, I think I think people have this notion about Idaho. I'm not sure where it stems from, but... Uh, yeah, we have we have plenty of Mexican eateries here. So that being said, I'm I'm not you know I'm not historically a heat guy, but I you know lately for whatever reason I, I can I found I can handle some. I usually now gravitate towards the hottest salsa that a place has to offer, and let, maybe if you eat a bunch, I don't know. I've only had uh, what half a chip here. I'm fine. I'm not running for milk. I'm not trying to eat bread to get it out of my mouth. I expected hotter. Let's say that you know with a warning on the front that they were extreme. I I wouldn't categorize them as extreme by any stretch. Have you seen the ghost pepper chip challenge? It's basically you get one chip and it's individually packaged. If you handle it, like if you're wearing contact lenses, for example, and I've, I wear contact lenses and I've made this mistake, not with this particular chip, but with making salsa myself and cutting up peppers. And then hours later, you think you've washed your hands and everything. And that that ca- capsin, is that what it is? Whatever it is that gets on your finger, it's still there. And it's like you maced yourself. I was watching a news show. I think it was like the news in Denver and they all ate it. One of the girls who ate it started throwing up on set. So I think that we definitely have to review that one at some point to see and maybe even set up cameras on each other to see if one of us throws up. I'm super excited about it and it'll really it'll really test the heat that we can take. The snack I did next, Signature Kitchens, Fruit Flavored Snacks, Transformers. I don't know how familiar you are with Transformers, but these aren't the Generation 1 Transformers. Generation 1 is the one from like the 80s that a lot of people are familiar with. An older gentleman like yourself might remember them. Optimus Prime, Megatron when he turned into a gun. The Transformers have changed a lot, but these aren't the Michael Bay ones either. I don't know what these, they're very stylized looking Transformers though. I don't know where the hell they came from. They're not the ones I know, but they're not even the ones my son knows because I showed my son the Transformers The Movie, the one that came out in 1986. And he thinks that the greatest scene in cinematic history is, do you know the song, The Touch by Stan Bush? I don't. You got the touch. You got the power. And there's a scene where Optimus Prime comes down to save the the Autobot city base. He comes down to fight Megatron. They get into a fight to the death, and that song is blasting. He thinks it's the greatest thing in cinematic history, and he's just sold on these, these old Transformers. Naturally, he gravitated towards this snack. We got them. Uh, they're fine. Like 90 calories a packet, 12 grams of sugar. I don't know. You don't get like a ton of them. They're, they're little. You'd have to look at the picture, but they're the same thing as basically every fruit snack you had, except going back to my childhood, these taste specifically like Thunderjet fruit snacks. And Thunderjet fruit snacks weren't unique in any way other than the fact that there was a stealth bomber shaped fruit snack within there. 
They all tasted the same, but the Stealth Bomber was rare. It wasn't in every packet. So at the lunch table, if you got a Stealth Bomber, you could trade it for other things. So there was some currency involved, and I have fond memories of it. And these taste, these taste exactly like it. I gave him to Snackmaster Jr. too. Actually, I'm going to tail end his, uh, his review on here. But I'm going to see. I'm just going to see if they taste any different. I just ate a red one and a yellow one. Hmm. Like mildly, it's really subtle. I think if my eyes were closed, I wouldn't be able to tell the difference. But I think because I'm seeing the colors, it's really forcing and impressing upon me. Um, you know, I haven't eaten a ton of fruit snacks. Do you eat, do you eat fruit snacks? Does your kid eat fruit snacks? They're uh, always present in our household. Does he have like a favorite, or is is one, or do you have a favorite? Uh, I I don't. I think he gravitates towards uh, whatever trendy thing is marketed on the front of the box. I don't think by flavor wise he has a, a a favorite. Yeah, they really sell these things in two ways. And I'm going to do another fruit snack tomorrow, which is the healthy one. It's uh, it's an organic one. So when they do that one, they're clearly marketing to the parents. They put like the organic on there, high, no high fructose corn syrup in huge letters. The ones that are marketed to kids, it's gigantic Transformers. It's Scooby-Doo, Dora the Explorer. I think there's Hello Kitty on there. Those are, those are the ones the kids are buying. I mean, these are fine. They're perfectly fine as fruit snacks. They taste exactly like how fruit snacks are supposed to taste. Uh, I, I don't know how you rate that. Uh, verse all snacks. I wouldn't eat these like if there were other things in the cupboard, but if you hand them to me or my blood sugar was low, yeah, I'd be down with these. So as a snack, a six. As a fruit snack, I don't. I can't imagine many fruit snacks being much better. So I'm going to say as a fruit snack, it's probably an eight. Uh, I might amend that when I do the organic ones. But for now, I'm going to say as far as fruit snacks go, yeah, Transformers, they're more than meets the eye. So for my healthy snack this uh, this episode, I went with Robert Irvine's Fit Crunch birthday cake flavored whey protein baked bar and it's really big on the baked part it's mentioned several times on the back i'm assuming that means healthier uh we used to watch the show with robert irvine where he'd make up these uh hold on a second do they usually fry protein bars it seems like a weird sentiment right (laughs) i don't know i don't know but what what makes this one different but boy he's he's really selling the baked thing what are the macros on there? Because this is a protein bar. So how much protein are they giving you? How much sugar's in there? And how many calories? So, okay. Uh, this is legitimate. It's got 16 grams of fat, uh, 320 on the sodium, 27 carbohydrates with six sugars. They use the sugar alcohol and uh, 30 grams of protein. So that's that's a healthy hit on the kidneys unless you're drinking a lot of water. So it stacks up. It's, it's rather large. How many calories? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, calories, calories, calories. 380. <laughs> How often do you look at your macros over there? Uh, <laughs> Matty. No. I know. Because if I said that to um, a friend of mine like Troy and I said, I said macros, he'd immediately list the uh, calories, the carbohydrates, and the protein. <laughs> no, I just, all those numbers mean the same thing. All those words mean the same thing. I eat what I eat. Um, so, yeah, 140 calories from fat, if that means anything to No. Uh, how many calories total? Three six or three eighty, three eighty on these. So, uh, it's dense. It's a meal. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. I mean, that's pretty dense. Three hundred eighty calories for a protein bar. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'll go, I'll go with that. Um, well, so- conversely, like the quest, the, the quest bar I did yesterday, right? That was one hundred ninety calories, but you got twenty grams of protein. So, in order to get ten more grams of protein with this bar, what is it? It's another one hundred and forty calories or one hundred thirty calories. You know, it's just, it's a steep price to pay. 
to to be fair, you're going with the uh, the birthday cake flavored bar. So if if that's what drew you into this snack, I I think you're trying to maybe cheat the system a little bit. I, I don't know. Kind of walking the fence there as far as healthiness. If you're picking up the birthday cake flavored protein bar, you know, looking at it, it, it definitely tries to replicate. The birthday cake, it's got drizzle of pink frosting. It's coated with white frosting sort of looking stuff. A couple of different layers in there. There's a supposedly a cookie crunch to it. And then another layer where they sneak in the, uh, you know, the standard whey, you know, thick animal food sort of component. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pop it in the mouth, see, see what we go with. So, mm. Think of it in two ways. Think of it as a protein bar versus other protein bars you have and, and rate it that way, but also as a snack you would you would pick up if you were, I don't know, hungry and at a rest stop or at a gas station. Is is this serviceable? Because the protein bars, it's a little bit unfair because most of them really aren't that good. Yeah, you know, all that being said, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a hard pass on this one. Uh, it's it's overly sweet. I don't taste, you know, even the birthday cake. They didn't they they missed the mark on that. I've got a real strong kind of super super sweet vanilla flavored it talks about the the crunch that you're gonna get not not much of a crunch in there yeah this is a no for me i'm not sure i could finish the rest of the, i might try to pass this on to my kid he he probably like it yeah i'm not i'm not gonna finish this bar so it's even bad as a protein bar definitely not a snack but not good as a protein bar either no no and i i eat a protein bar i, I i'm gonna review one on the next show the one that i always go to uh, it's a favorite of mine and i i love it but this one, no, it does not. I, I no, I, I won't purchase this one again. So it's like double ones, one on each side. One is a protein bar, one is a snack too. Yeah, you know, maybe a one as a snack, and then maybe a two or three as a protein bar, just because you know supposedly it's healthy. I, I don't. Maybe it stacks up against other ones, but all right, my friend, avoid those. Today we covered chicken in a biscuit. We were uh, we were clucking hard about that one. I gave it an eight. You did you give it a ten? I think you gave it a ten out of ten. You said that this there's no way this particular cracker could even get any better, and the only way a cracker a cracker could only equal the awesomeness that is the chicken and the biscuit. You're saying that it you you'll eat it naked too. It doesn't need the easy cheese that they recommend on the back. It doesn't need uh, this apple or the grapes or the milk that they recommend. I didn't entirely agree with you. I gave it an eight. I did the good things to see if there was a healthy alternative. Unfortunately, I mean there may. But it certainly is not these good thins beat balsamic vinegar crackers. We uh, we did the Transformers fruit snacks. Great as a fruit snack, um, as solid as you can get. You're not going to go wrong with the with the Transformers. To summarize, you had those tackies, Mexican treat. You tried them out. You haven't acclimated them to them yet. But you said six out of ten. You would try them again. And uh, what was it? Robert Mondavi? No, that's a wine. Who made your protein bar? Robert Irvine. Robert Irvine. He made your protein bar, and he made it like crap. So don't get that one either. You said it's a failure at life. It's a failure as a protein bar. It's a failure as a snack. It doesn't belong on the show. We're done with his products. Well, I don't know about that. But we're done with that birthday cake bar. It's, it's not needed. You got any parting thoughts today? We had a little bit of technical difficulties on the back end, so this is going to get mixed up, but if things sound a little weird, everybody, um, you know, there, there's a curse number. So hopefully it, it, it came out okay and we got out we got out the other end fine. Matty, what do you got to say? Just keep snacking. I think it's time to get the cluck out of here. We're going to let our little homie, Snackmaster Jr., take you out with his review of Transformers fruit-flavored snacks. We'll try better next time, Matty. What do you think of those Transformers snacks? Right. Which one's your favorite? What color? I think they taste all the same. <laughs> they all taste the same? Mm-hmm. Well, which one's your favorite? What's your favorite shape? Bumblebee. Bumblebee's the, the best shape? Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts on them? Mm-hmm. What? They're delicious? Mm-hmm. Snack Masters Incorporated! Snack Masters
Snack master! You'll be snacking with us!